Potts, everybody. I am your very energetic, uh, coked up professor, <laughs> Ethan. And I'm your And super... when I say I'm coked up, I mean Coca-Cola, of course. <laughs> I am your super mellowed out Professor Ricky because of all of the oh, quarantining I've been doing. I've been super chill. I have not moved <laughs> from my bed. As you can tell from last week, I haven't even changed clothes. I haven't done anything anything so i don't know why he's acting like this uh we're actually exactly five to ten minutes after the previous episodes we recorded we're all about transparency here because we're gonna bust out some eps this week hard eps look who's energetic now (laughs) baby all of a sudden baby but hope you all have had a good good quarantine week for those who have had to stay home and for those that have not thank you for keeping the gears of society turning sincerely thank you because yeah no problem guys <laughs> if there's still a future this next week maybe we're screaming into the apocalyptic hellscape that is <laughs> the void the void you know the thing about the void is when you uh look into it it looks back and what you see is not pretty it doesn't exist but it's uh, a void. <laughs> it doesn't exist it's a void so what we are doing today because yep. we're talking about state of my hero academia. Where we are in 2020. Now, uh, me and Ethan had made top five anime lists of 2019, which you could totally go check out if you have not yet. But I think my hero made – did it even make your you know honorable mentions? Of course not. Okay, it, it made mine. But I think it didn't – because there's not enough season – to merit a spot at all. It made Ricky's because he's a little baby boy and he's too afraid of of pissing How? off my hero, big my hero. I literally said in that show, big my hero. People boo me in that video for my hot take, which was it has, in my opinion, it has lost general quality as it's gone on. But we're gonna talk about why. And big what my we hero is yeah. coming for you. Yeah, sorry, but I mean, uh, we'll but we'll talk about why. So in. The last little bit of 2019 into 2020 as it stands now in the first nearly quarter of the year, My Hero Academia Season 4 has been occurring and is nearing what feels like a natural end, but we also got a movie in the middle of all that. So we're going to talk about where does it land, how did Season 4 go, was the movie worth the bullshit break, and uh, where is My Hero going from here? So... Ethan, how did the season start out? How many episodes did we get before we had the incident? <laughs> Didn't we get only three? Only three, baby. And were they three good episodes? Quality match episodes? So first episode was essentially a recap. All. In every second was a recap. Which Like, so, to do a recap in that way I thought was actually kind of cool. It was cool, and I think for the, a franchise as big as My Hero Academia, that is almost a necessity because of all the new fans you draw in with every iteration of a new season. You need a refresher. If someone wants to jump in at season four, you don't have an idea of Class 1A. I'm cool with it. We're in. All right, so basically this guy comes in. He's got all these like this camera ability where he can have cameras show up all over his body, and he basically tries to figure out who is the guy that – all Might was talking to at the end where he says, you're next, essentially. He's trying to, and yeah. And so um, that's just really all that episode was about. But it did show you um, all we saw in the last couple of seasons to try to, like, 
basically narrow it down as to who he was talking about. So, I mean, like, okay, if you had to do it, not bad. Right. Detective work based on past events while both having a pretty decent narrative for a single episode condensation, but also, like, he had to go through all the past events, and then everyone who's just coming in is now like, oh, that happened, this happened, that's cool. So, you know, creative. But after this episode, it was just two of bullshit, right? Yeah, it was two of complete nothingness. I, mean, I, I can't even remember what they were about. Like, I what, genuinely don't know. I the, think it was. It might have been him trying to get into Night Agency. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it might be worth a look up. But these two episodes, um, I, I think that actually came after. That might have came after. Um, they came after the hiatus, but in any case, we all got three episodes. The world was on the edge of their seats for season four of My Hero Academia, which, in my opinion, and actually to my dismay a little bit, kind of hyped it up a lot because I had read the uh, manga okay. up to this point, and I'll tell you why in a second. So episode two of this season was Overhalu. Sorry, Obaharu in Japanese. Okay. Um, and it's basically remember he kills one in Tamara's group and he's trying to get them to align. Yeah. That was an entire episode. It was like that. Oh, just their meat, right, their, their initial their meat. Tete tete, if, yeah. If you will. And and the thing was, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will, I will. Um, an overhaul. In my opinion, he was set up in the manga and in in, the, in a couple of ways for me to be the coolest villain. I was upset a little bit, but we'll get into why. But I, I just cannot contain my uh, my my uh, frustration with him. So what was season three? Oh, not season. Episode three about. Episode three is called Boy Meets or Boy Meets. Boy Meets. <laughs> I love it. They put the little Japanese like uh, Romani uh, right underneath. Okay. But it was uh, like Izuku battles Sir Nidai to get his stamp of approval to like basically go to his agency for his like a uh, internship type thing. Yes. And he gets absolutely ass wrecked by Nidai's <laughs> he does. foresight. I do like the fact that at the end of that episode, his scheme, because he was told by Mirio to make him smile. So he thought at the end of that episode to do an expression of All Might and this pissed off force. Are you making fun of all night? Eye. I was so bad. And then, and then I was like, "Oh my god, did he just piss him off?" And then, no, a new episode that week, the next week, I was up in arms. Everyone was like, "What the hell?" And it turns out we're thinking the theory, the working theory is they needed time to work on this season because they had so many resources working on My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising. Now. That's not even a theory. That was like I read it straight off. Oh, you actually read it? Website. Okay, cool, cool. I and thought it was so, a theory you came up with and big brained it all, but you. No, I literally read it somewhere. Anyway. Okay. So basically, mm-hmm. after three episodes, and like you got you got to put yourself in our perspective where we're watching every episode as the as the week is coming out. We're yes. all effing hype for season four. We're like. Okay, season three was nuts. Yes. Like, banana land nuts. <laughs> Buku bonkers. And then, you know, we, we start off a recap episode. Okay, whatever. Like, we Fine. get it. You got to do what you got to do. Episode two, talking. 
all talking, but at least the villains are now growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand what they were setting up there, and it had an ominous tone, if nothing else. Cool. Episode three. Talking plus jumping around a room. Yes. It's in- and doing nothing inventive to try to get the stamp. Not really, no. Not even attacking him. Except the part where he dodged all of All Might's stuff, merch. Stupid. But the same thing, he said the same thing with um, the jet guy. Right when he learned how to use full counting five percent, he dodged all of that stuff as well. So this is literally it's just like r- rinse and repeat. Yeah. So, so just like r- really weak story and stuff like that, and then to take like a week break. Yeah. You know, for me, I was like almost ready to just say "f it, I'm done." So like, I was I was pretty pissed. I was it. pissed off. And, I, and we we talked to some other people, you know, in the past about it. Anime compost. We it kind of as we started talking to them initially around that time, they. Uh, kind of resonated with us on this fact that the fuck is a hiatus doing three episodes into a what feels like a mediocre season well, for my short hero season too. It's not even long because there's only like 24 or 12 episodes or something like that. 24. 24 we, we're, we're, right. in, we're in the second half of yeah, the, we're at 22. Right. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think for them and a couple other people we talked to, they watched three at once and then basically didn't start watching till after the hiatus was over which probably would have been much more clever right I mean, so that, it, well not clever it's just like i mean how could saying, we know they were gonna buy it is it i know but it kind of it almost makes me in the future kind of because i take a very active approach like i want to watch it the day it comes out the hour it comes out but maybe i do kind of back up and give it some breathing room you know, so I get like six episodes in a row. Yeah, I think that's all fun and games unless you have a podcast. Or you get, <laughs> Who the hell has one of those? You get paid Ethan? millions of dollars to talk about shows as they come out. Oh, no, oh, you're talking about us. The millions yeah, of dollars yeah, gave yeah. it away. Cool, 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 cool. Um, State of the art lab. <laughs> State of the art. So, so, you know, little ghost buddies. High five. Yes. <laughs> Not you. And I was giving it to Weeby. Um, we have Corona. <laughs> not no weeby has it now too so i think it's worth talking about the movie it it, it caused a hiatus after all so this movie um how did you feel overall ethan we gave a little bit of a little tidbit of hint on the uh the instagram about our thoughts but where, where did you land overall um overall i really liked it i think it is obvious why they had to take resources away Yes. My only question is, how do you not plan for that after season three? Like, I just don't get how they got collapsed. Like, how could your schedule mm-hmm. get collapsed in such a way that you have to be working on the movie and the concurrent show at this? Like, I just, I just don't get it. I guess. And it, to this point, from this point forward, we will be giving spoilers for season four and for the movie. Maybe not the movie the best we can. We highly recommend you go see it. Ah, eh, fuck it. We're doing it for the movie, too. We're doing it for the movie. We're juice. It's We're juicing the whole damn lemon. So the movie for me, I think me and Ethan had almost opposite opinion of it because I felt the first maybe half, maybe a little bit after the half, felt kind of meh. Like it felt a little lackluster, you know. It um, and then once they hit the end, I was like, "Boom! Okay, maybe I was going in for action. Maybe I was just a little too hype and wanted knew I was gonna get some good action, so I was waiting for it." Um, not to say the first half wasn't wasn't goodish, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd say the first three quarters was very good, and then after that, I didn't really 
like I liked it. It was it was visually appealing and all that stuff. It's just so like with these standalone stories, when you can basically make anyone do whatever the hell you want, and then you get that like at the end, you get to basically just write it all off. Okay. As being like a one-off, uh, non-canon story. Okay. I feel like there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a little cheap. It cheapens the IP that you're working with because, you know, for instance, if you did like a, a long series of Superman and then in one episode you just say, oh, by the way, he's faster than the Flash and now he can teleport through walls and like you just give him all these bonkers powers and then right after you're like, just kidding, he's good now. So in, in your opinion – Thing works of an IP once made needs to be canon. There is no such thing as non-canon if you can set your eyes on it on a screen. I think it should be that way. It definitely isn't that way. I like the idea of because uh, sometimes you just want to see this isolated bubble like a what if situation, and that's really cool to see. And I think what movies allow a lot of anime IPs to do is to play around with their stories a bit, with their character interactions, and take them in a different direction forward. A good example for me would be Dragon Ball Super Broly, where like, Toriyama decided, like, hey, let's have let's reintroduce Broly in this movie setting. If it eats shit, Broly can just stay there. It can just stay right there. But if it really lands and he likes the writing and everything, he can then later say, this is canon, which he did. He said that is canon, and Broly at some point, I imagine, is coming back in Dragon Ball. When it comes to something like My Hero, I can, you know, it's it's meant to be a bubble, and once it's popped, it's gone. And it's the way the way that that can be kind of negative is what you mentioned right after the theater we walked out is <laughs> how how tight a bow and how quickly it's tied up just to make it as if it oh never happened, right? So the continuity bubble is closed. Um, but uh, I, know, I just like my uh, like story to. I don't know. I have I, have I don't feel like there's the any reason they couldn't have made the same exact movie without like, you know, the ending being like it was. Interesting. Like I just don't think that they, they, like, tell me they couldn't think of any way to get out of that last situation to where they didn't have to like, you know, transfer powers and shit like this. Like I don't know. I just feel like. They wrote themselves into a fucking corner, and it was unnecessary. They could have, like, think about I, it. I see if, it from the completely opposite view. I almost feel that that it felt like they were trying to set up for answering one big what if, right? Like they were just trying to provide a what if scenario for, um, what what we're gonna basically talk about now. So we can kind of give you like a ten thousand foot view of the story. So, class one A, they're on an island, right? A couple island little little pods off the coast of wherever the fuck they are, Japan. Off the coast of Costa Rica. Off the coast of Costa Rica. If you're a big uh, Jurassic Park fan, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, that's from the movie. Um, I urge you to reconsider if you did not enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a pity laugh just to save face. Um, no, so... You know they're they're doing work off the off the island and they're doing hero work. <laughs> that was Sir Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Sir Richard Attenborough. Um, they're doing work. Why again? Um, because okay. So this island, um, not a lot of crimes going on there, but it did have a professional hero at one point, and he actually retires. That's um, it. I think okay. he got hurt or something stupid, or it got too old maybe. And so for a while, this town hasn't had any um, any heroes at all. And what they did is they said, okay, hero or 
yeah, Hero Class 1A. You all have your provisional licenses, which is a little... Jumping the gun. Like jumping the gun for Bakugo and for Todoroki mm-hmm. and for... um, I guess that's all. Diaper Boy? No, Diaper Boy gets his. Yeah, everyone got it except for Everyone's those two. Just for those two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of like... I don't know. Sorry, you just really fucked me up by calling him Diaper Boy. What do you mean? It's Diaper Boy. Mineta? <laughs> sure. Sure. It's Diaper Boy. I was trying to figure out who he was for so long. I'm like, Diaper Boy, Diaper Boy, Diaper Boy. Ballhead. Uh, was that a better one? Yeah, that's Ballhead. Sticky Balls. Sticky Balls. There um, he goes. Anyway, so they all have their provisional licenses, so they are basically tasked with um, being the hero agency for this basically small island. Yeah. Um, for the time being until they can kind of put a actual pro in place. And uh, so it's pretty cool. Like for me, what I liked about the first half, yes, a little boring, but like to me, that's what the heroes really do on a day to day basis. They do all those like menial task ish. Like I don't think it's normally going to be like, oh, you're fighting supervillains 100% of the time. Right. And right, that's like one sure. of my critiques of my hero as a whole is. They don't show enough of that. Oh, no. It's just like Deku's a fucking magnet. Like, all the bad people come like <laughs> yeah. a freaking cruise missile towards them. <laughs> that is and, true. And like, yes, he gets in the way sometimes. And so, like, like most recently with Gentle, like, he, he literally went out of his way to get involved, right? But with, like, yeah, stuff when it like all kind of clicked. Yeah. It just kind of seems like shit is just like heat seeking magnetic right to him, right? I and, think, I think it's, I think it's, half half and half because he as the kind of person he is he's naturally sensitive to snuffing out and detecting the evil that just <laughs> he really is because that's what happened with gentle it all just kind of clicked he could have just been like no no, no i get eh. it I, I totally but get you're that. also very much right because i can't tell if it is plot magnet or just but you're right he's a natural attractant to uh to, for evil doers to find their way to him um yeah, so I think it's got to be plot magnet. But like, okay, so the beginning plot of plot magnet, you see, um, it is the villains, mm-hmm. League of Villains, are yeah. like basically escaping with this truck, and they're killing all these heroes and shit. And it's just, it's like a pretty cool scene. It's like it's CG nice. actually. And the trucks, the good good CG cars are fun. Yeah. So it was like Initial D, if you've ever seen that, is, Deja is, vu. is legit what it looked like. And um, they basically are escaping, and they get stopped. I think Rocklock and somebody else actually stops them. Yeah, but no they... Endeavor. He's standing in the middle, and they go, "Oh shit!" Oh, Endeavor. he blasts that shit and he against blasts Dobby. them against yeah. Dobby, um, his son. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I think it's his kid. It's oh, a it's... theory. It's not... Oh, it's a theory. Yeah, it's not like guaranteed. I, I... Okay, I thought it was more than thirteen. I thought it was guaranteed because it's so obvious, right? I think it's a theory, right? Because that's where I'm at. It's like it's got to be him, right? They honestly look identical. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. But we find out. So he he like melts them. And it turns out they're all twice, uh, twice mud dolls, mud dolls. And so something escapes from the back though, and yeah. goes and hides in the woods. And it, you find out that it's this guy Nines. Nines. He's been given the. He's a kind of a. Dude who's been given the capabilities of using nine quirks within his body without 
not without a little bit of augmentation and modification, right? But it's basically the effort apparently has been after um, All for One has kind of been taken away and now he's in prison. They're trying to get other people to be able to use his quirk. Right. So they're like implanting it in other people. And Nines has been the most successful test so far, and he's able to control Nine, like like Ricky said. Yeah. Um, but he's looking for one specific quirk. Basically, he's got this cellular degeneration issue he's got going on. His because, quirk is literally eating him like the coronavirus is eating our brains. Right, right, right. Straight up. And so what he's trying to do is find someone that has, um, I think they called it cellular acceleration or something like activation. that. Activation. Cellular, cellular activation. activation. Yeah. Basically, they're just like super healing. Yeah, it's like it's it's like stem cell essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and the story essentially just leads them nines and his crew down to the island where our favorite pro tags. See, I actually like that a lot. I will say that was one of the things about the first half I really didn't enjoy. It felt natural. That one didn't necessarily magnet it didn't feel so plot magnet for Deku necessarily <laughs> he just happens to be on the island well listen basically because he he does find what he's well, looking for listen, listen he <laughs> finds what he's looking for he finds a guy on the mainland with cell activation uh-huh. so he never in it's it's a stroke of weirdness that it's like shit it it's only type a blood but his son's got type a, type b might as well get our asses out there and it's not necessarily he's going there to find Deku and it's not because just Deku is itself on the island. The whole class is there. They're not totally. And I think, and it wouldn't have been that bad if they weren't separated from all the pro heroes, right? If there was like mainland, they'd have been like, oh, we're there. Fuck you. Easy. Easy. Done. I think it felt natural that it occurred there. Like it, it, it could have occurred anywhere, and it already did. He already found cell activation. But shit, wrong butt type. Let's go get his son that two stage made it feel a little more natural i think know? what worried me is like so he he uh steals cell activation for type b blood or whatever from the dad yeah he uses his crazy ass quirk that basically like calls down heaven's wrath upon the earth was that his original quirk i think so i think so too he used that one a little too powerfully but he literally could just watch a bitch call lightning essentially <laughs> that's what it was that's what um, it's just boop my thing is, how did no hero just like instantly go to him? That was right. How did no one find like where is the epicenter of this lightning? Interesting. There's five people standing there laughing about this lightning storm. <laughs> where could this possibly be coming from? Somebody check the skies. Right. Like I don't know. And then they had this hero Hawks, who was like a fly boy. Yeah. And he seemed to be like kind of a detective, like more of a detective than a, like. Like um, anything else, really. I would like, say more like Night Eye in that regard, where he was doing like detective work behind the scenes, and it wasn't exactly just like reconnaissance information gathering. Well, he wasn't just rushing into danger, like uh, right. All Might. Always he does. really can. He's a hawk. Like, Sorry, he... flying into danger. <laughs> no, that's not what it meant. It's just, it's just not exactly. Oh no, a yeah. really clean glass door. Kunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my arch nemesis, the thirty fifth floor of a glass building. Kunk. <laughs> Oh my god, that that Windex, <laughs> that Windex, so shiny. <laughs> but yeah, so he's doing all the um, uh, reconnaissance and and the investigative aspect. Of well, it this. just kind of seemed like he was uh, like kind of attached or the attaché to. <laughs> you really have this attaché, I like it. <laughs> to uh, like the police. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So he was kind of mentioning a couple things that were going on, and he was kind of put in charge of figuring out this whole uh, quirk stealing thing. And frankly, he actually gets it done pretty quick. 
all things considered, because then they gave like a six hour window when from when he understood like, oh, yeah, something's yeah. up to I figured it out. He literally was a six hour window. To be honest, figured it out. The guy literally said, yeah, my quirk was cellular activation and my son has it, too. Hmm, like, this one's huh. a this one's a thinker you yeah, guys a stinker so then um the question i guess becomes they go down to the freaking island and then it's fucking battle central city baby yeah there's like some bah, like bah, bah, bah. little stuff with the the guy's kids they're like messing with deku and and bakugo she wants to show her little brother that like, heroes aren't as good as they say. Heroes are shite. You know, they're, they're not going to come try to save us. <laughs> Just because she wants to like keep her brother from doing something dangerous, essentially. They're shite, and, shams, and charlatans. All of them. How dare they? And harlots, even. Harlots, even. Yeah. <laughs> Those strumpets. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they almost have a touching moment. I think they kind of do. And then all of a sudden... Shit hits the fan zero to 100 super quick, right? Real quick. Real quick. Like, literally, boom, we're on the island now, baby. Let's run down some of these villains, because I have one favorite villain, and it's uh, not the main guy at all. So they're all unbelievably strong. Yes. Who do, who do we have? Um, I'm thinking there was the other three. I'm forgetting. Someone had, like, the hair, the, the hair pin missile chick. She was strong. Mummy guy was really effing weak. Yeah, mummy guy was not great. No, basically Honestly anything clapped anything that his uh claws can touch he can turn into his dolls and mind control him essentially uh, it was kind of dumb frankly like bakugo literally snapped out of like the epicenter of his quirk yeah really quick and uh hair lady was actually super tough yeah she was cool um but oh my god there is a villain called Chimera. Chimera! Who is an absolute savage freak beast and i say it a lot but he he slaps freaks and claps cheeks all fucking day. And what was his power, Ethan? Kind of seems like it was everything. <laughs> he had everything because it basically his body was just like an amalgamation of any kind of mythical creature he wanted. Dragons like with fire breathing and flying and like like a minotaur for like defense. Anything he could find in a myth book, he could become. What the fuck? Yeah, it was kind of bullshit, to be honest. <laughs> it was kind of bullshit. Like, um, he fought basically half the class and was waxing them easy, easy. Yeah. Um, that was one of my concerns is like, yeah, he's really, really, really strong and stuff. But everything we've seen from Todoroki so far, like, makes him out to be like he could be a pro hero already. Yeah, he... Don't you think? Like, that's that's like, what they're kind of like trying to make you feel. Right. His only limitation is his ability to fine-tune and restrain his powers. But if he has the room, like he did in this movie, to go literally all like all out, he can make a fucking ice mountain, like a glacier. Like, why didn't he just freeze him with, like, 10 feet of ice on all directions? Or, I don't know, torch him. Yeah, torch him, because I feel like he had some block for ice. I mean, for fire, right? He had some kind of defense for, for fire. He was blocking maybe his own fire breath because he had his own fire breath. Let's not, let's not forget about okay, that. Okay, I get it. I'm just saying, like, at least but you're for right. me, he, yeah. up till the beginning of season four, yes. I feel like they've been playing off Todoroki as if he's just, like, unbelievably powerful. Yes, he's a powerhouse. So, so my question is, why make him seem like a little baby boy in this movie? There are, and I guess this is actually for me more of a problem than maybe your story with no impact thing with when it comes to movies. They don't power ceiling, they power normalize sometimes. They they kind of 
bring up and down power levels to make an interesting hey, that's narrative. A good point, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate that might be it. the best point you've ever made. I I would uh maybe second best. That'd I think be the, the only best point one. you've ever made. <laughs> no, you in the last episode. I know. Two episodes ago, told me. I was hoping you forgot. <laughs> I never will. It's such a great honor to have Ethan, the greatest ever, tell me I made a point. The God no, King. The God King. <laughs> Lowercase G. But yeah, what you saw was they brought. They brought here on the reel. They brought Todoroki down and Saro up. <laughs> yeah. He was we, so disgusting. Saro so, was unbelievable. So here's so here's why I like the second half of this movie a lot is because the interactions between different duos in Class One A were so damn creative. Yeah, it was dope. Ethan, can you break down for the students, um, Saro and Uravity? I forgot her actual name. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so their pairing was unbelievably imaginative. What went down? So basically what have they done? What is it going on right now? <laughs> on from Birmingham, Birmingham all of a sudden. <laughs> so what they've done is uh Sarah's got, you know, sticky tape, he shoots out of his elbows, right? I don't even know if apologizing would help. And I... so what he does is they stick <laughs> One end to a rock, like a really big fucking rock, though. Like, I'd call it a boulder if I had, like, my choice. And then what they've done is they have the other side attached to his arm, and so he can swing it because a ravity's made it basically. It's like sandpaper. <laughs> basically, uh, weightless, right? And so he swings these super heavy rocks, and then she goes, Ravity, and I, makes them heavy again. I blame myself for letting this continue. Yeah, <laughs> it's on me, frankly. Yeah, it's it on is me. On you. So, in short, she would make. She Are you would, gonna retell them? I could do it a lot quicker. She makes basically a meteor storm, a bunch of these crazy big boulders, and Sarah basically whips the shit at high speeds into the enemy. See how easy that was. See how easy that was. Look, man, I'm fucking <laughs> I, I don't know how you are. <laughs> I know you are, Ethan. But no, so uh, there were another a couple other really good pairings, um, and uh, I just like the the battles were well animated, and what they did was Sarah got a lot stronger to actually combat because of their syncing up. Who was the um, uh, Froki? Not Froki. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> that's a Pokemon. Um, uh, Froppy. Froppy. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Froppy and who is she paired up with again? She was with. She's with the other four. Oh, she. she yeah, she was she with the was other with four. Ida. She was with Todoroki. Who was um? Oh, uh, spit it the fuck out. Will you will you help me with the names a little I bit? I don't know what you're talking about right now. Birdman, Birdman, and uh, Birdman, Birdman Dan. <laughs> Bird. One who has the dark shadow inside of him. Okay, Tokeyami. Tokeyami, and who is he with? Um, he was with the chick. More specific. I'm getting there. In the words of Ethan the God King, spit it out, man. <laughs> was it? Was it the Momo or I don't the think he one was with Momo? Um. <laughs> this is nuts. This is bad because we, we we have been we've been quarantined. We've been binging. We've been putting things in our in our brains. Um, but, uh, basically they fell into a cave. Look, I can't breathe. It's not my fault. You keep saying that. Please stop breathing in my direction. Um, so they fall into a cave and I think it was actually thought like they actually purposefully wanted to fall into a cave because that's where birdie dark shadow gets really, really, really powerful yeah, is yeah. in the dark. Um, 
And it was it was quite a it was quite interesting matchups. I think more interesting with Birdie Dark Shadow. Birdie Dark Shadow. Um, what a dumbass. Yeah, BDS. Oh, what's his name? What's his name now? I think it's Tokiyami. Tokiyami. Okay. So Tokiyami basically gets uh beefed up in the dark and Molly Wops this um uh hair chick. Wasn't it Pinky Ashido? Yes, it was. Totally. Um so that was super cool. I think the side character and the side villain fights for me had a lot more creativity involved. His but- hero name is Suki Yome. Suki Yome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Doesn't it mean like moon or darkness or something something with darkness it has to be something like that um but you can tell that the studio basically plunged all of their cash into the bakugo deku versus uh nine fight a million percent and it was beautiful to look at well well worth it but final spoiler warning about how they get out of this jam because they get Basically, kind not a hundred percent cocked. They put up a good Spoiler fight. Warning! Oh, you're gonna have to commit to really lowering that spot. I don't think I will. <laughs> Spoiler warning! In the middle of the apex climax, whatever you want to call it. Guys, I feel it, really bad about that one. It's okay. It's okay. They're just bleeding from the ears. Maybe they won't hear this. Is that Deku actually transfers one for all? to Bakugo and holy shit for me I made peace logically with the isolation aspect of the movie I knew that it wasn't going to stay but they also kind of pushed it all the way to the very end like up to the last second which I will give thoughts on but holy shit seeing Bakugo's explosive with the stockpile power of one for all it was like the size of like a mountain like legit it was pretty rad. What are your thoughts on Baku getting a little one for all action? So like it was obviously BS, right? I think. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean by BS? Like, yeah, it wasn't ever gonna stay, but it was cool to see. Like it's a what if moment. Like what if he actually did gain the power of one for all, right? But his quirk isn't really like set up for to be useful with one for all. I other than wholeheartedly speed. disagree. What the fuck are you talking about? It's literally power with a stockpiling of power. Here's Instead of question. a punch, it's an Why explosion. Why would his arms not just instantly evaporate? He can't just go fucking 100% or 20%. I think he did. I think they just let him do it. Like That's what I'm saying. There's though. a lot you, of questions that... BS this shit, my guy. That's the thing. With movies, you have the liberty to totally BS that shit. In I, my opinion. If he pulled that shit in the show, uh... There's some continuity you have to you have to own up about, but in a movie you can just you know what fuck it let it ride, sure why not? Because Deku didn't have broken arms at the end of that. Yes, he did. They both did. So the they, so end. then there you go. They both had broken what arms. What I'm saying is he can't instantly unlock 100 percent. And like they made it very clear that when they go 100 percent, they like insto die, like their body rips apart. But didn't Deku go 100 percent the first time he uses it that's what they talk about in this season is that the first thing he learns how to do is turn it all the way on or all the way off that's the first thing Deku does he did 100 percent with one finger right no it's- his first punch against the against the in the entrance exam to save the chick he broke both his legs and his arm just doing <laughs> okay. that so he did 100 percent but he didn't die he probably would have if he hit the ground, but <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not arguing against gravity, but 
Um, what I'm saying is, yeah, there was like a there's s- no reason why his arm should be blown off. I think everything there makes was sense. multiple clashes where they were punching this dude. The guy shouldn't have had the ability to do that. I'm just gonna stand on the fact that you're gonna die on this hill. What I <laughs> right here. I, I like some form of consistency, an organized fucking way of doing this. If they don't want that, okay. Why don't we just <laughs> make a little like after the season's over, say this is a weird okay. thing we want to try. One th- one thing, as total as a counterpoint. Hate to bring it up. No, I don't hate to bring it up again. It's a great movie, Dragon Ball Broly. Goku had that sweet new technique in Super Saiyan God 1 where he literally held Broly in place with his own key. That has never been anywhere else, but it is now canon, as as dictated by the great Toriyama himself. Do you feel like that was not okay to just pull out of pull out of his ass? Like, there yeah, is no that was not okay. There is no context for that. Yeah, I agree. You're gonna deny <laughs> the great man himself his his own IP. He can mally, mold it whatever way he wants Kira to. Kira Fukuyama. That's what oh, I'm it from now on. You literally have so much of his merch on the wall right now. Look, it's not my fault he's lost his way. Ethan, I don't even know what to what to say to you anymore. Look, I, Except that, you know what? I guess I have to respect you for sticking <laughs> up to sticking your guns, I guess. I have to. I'm just saying, you make 70 episodes of something in, like, countless fucking manga. I just kind of want you to stick to your own words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we can like when we get farther into season four i'll, I'll say something that i'm like pretty ticked about okay in, in okay. relation to midoriya but okay but the, the one it, i just find it ridiculous bakugo instantly has like full control over this thing i don't think it's control i think it's just full output all the time just that's all he can do he can't tweak it or anything he's just like i'm at 100 percent. that's it that's all he's got. I don't know. I just thought it was BS. Fair enough. It was um, gorgeous. Like, it was very. It was very. very maybe very I was cool. enamored by the gorgeousness. <laughs> of course of you were. But yeah, well, I don't give a fuck about continuity. I leave the theater. That is not canon. It just stays. You're a kitten. I'm not. It's a kitten for canon. You like oh. little little like uh, yarn balls, and you just go. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at yeah, that. Yeah. Once it's once it's once it's gone behind the couch, my object permanence is just. Yeah. It's gone. It's not canon. It's not canon yarn. <laughs> I can't believe that actually was made not, sense. But no, no, but, but that's, what I'm say- that's what I'm saying, right, is that that's the point of movies, to answer a what-if in a very beautiful way, and then once it's gone, it's fucking gone, unless said so, like the new Demon Slayer movie that's coming out, maybe Konosuba movie is coming out, I don't know. Overall, 0 to 100, uh, Bakugo continuity breaks, how many, what would you rank this whole movie overall? I mean, it was like a solid 80, 85. Maybe. I was, yeah, I was going to say like an, like an 82. I mean, it gets most of its points for beautifulness. It's a solid college B. Yeah, it's a solid college try. And it did try, and it made some good good fucking money. Um, and it was, like I said, if you want a good time, if you're a good My Hero Academia, kind of like a big fan, and you want to see something beautiful, some badass action scenes, some really kind of kind-hearted hero work from Class 1A, you're not going to be disappointed. Just go in with the acknowledgement. This movie stays and dies on screen. There is no continuity because they even tie the bow up. Like, oh, everything's back to normal. He didn't actually get all for one. <laughs> and that's it. Like, there's no other explanation for that, which I'm actually kind of pissed about. But um, I like a better explanation. And, like, so I understand why, you know, All Might wouldn't have been like, Midoriya, you dickhead. <laughs> because, like, obviously he just got his shit rocked. He just got his shit rocked, yeah. But, like. They I, just called it a miracle that he didn't give it to Bakugo and called it a day. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I feel like 
he should have said something like, hey, man, you got to take a little bit more care of this power or we got to train you up ASAP. I think that's what he's doing. He's like, whoops, that's on me as a senior But it doesn't teach. exist, bro. Mm-hmm. Continuity loop. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, they, so like, they let it go to the very end. So the only thing they had to do was a miracle. I think they could have written a better way to give Bakugo. I mean, maybe they didn't make him eat his hair. Maybe they just gave, like, they could have said a line, a throwaway line to make just the giving of blood some kind of temporary aspect. That's the other thing. Since all. when is that okay? <laughs> it's it's about, um, it's about uh, intent. You can, you know, kind of. DNA to DNA, and then intent. Hair to hair, pube to pube, whatever you want to do. Ass to mouth, whatever you need, whatever you need to do. <laughs> All right, young Midoriya, eat my shit. <laughs> eat my shit, you little punk. <laughs> I'm just but saying. But sir, if you like, want, oh, you want to be the number one hero? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They just said it's a miracle. Ha, ha, ha. Roll credits. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Hawks did nothing, though, if you really think about it. <laughs> Call the pro heroes, and everyone's like, good job, y'all. Yeah, good Let's, job. We'll, we'll cuff them for you. Dicks. What what I would like, and this kind of bleeds into season four. Yeah, let's is get into that. Some more effing notoriety for Midoriya. Like people know figure? of him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they know. He's him. doing insane shit. Yeah, and and I think that that is the thing. They had to keep some of that shit quiet. You know, they couldn't say that like Midoriya had any part in the stain thing. They they had to keep that quiet because if that got out, like, hey, we had our ua students almost seemed like we sent them out there to do this shit you know um they had they had a good explanation as to why he doesn't have big notoriety and it's funny people in this season said hey isn't that izuku midoriya the guy from the sports festival where he would have been recognized publicly he's still recognized publicly so you're right your boy needs a little more airtime, a little more camera presence but the time he does get it's it not is that. i just i like uh I like the main character getting like notoriety and stuff like that as you go through. Like for instance, it's almost public shown in as well as a personal growth. Like he actually gets the gets his comeuppance. Well, because that's that's literally the point of the show, right? Is to become the number one hero. And part of that is getting that sweet publicity, baby. Well, if nobody knows who the fuck you are. You're not gonna be the number one hero, right? Even if you're the strongest, whatever. Bars, homie. But like, <laughs> bars. <laughs> bars. No, uh, just like for instance, Asta. People ah. know who he is now within the Magic Knights. Yeah. Oh, and oh, do they know him? Like they, they love. That's that's almost a traditional Shonen thing, right? They love is them that, now. Yeah, a little bit. And I um. But I'm just saying, like being acknowledged by other heroes is always very like, or sorry, other high end characters in the verse is super important for Shonen pro tags. Do you think that after the confrontation? in season four with overhaul because of how many heroes were there that he did get, he will get a little bit more of that. I think he will right? so many other big name he heroes. Saw. I don't know that he will. I did not see any indication that they were going to be like, yo legit man. I know this shit was wild, but good job. You know, like right. maybe Ryukyu might've said it to her little kids and stuff like that, but none of them did anything. That is <laughs> true. Mirio needs to get some mad props. He, and, he and needs to get some mad props. I guess we should explain like what's going on. Here, uh, I'll I'll run this one down real quick. So, o- overhaul I is for like thirty straight. Minutes. I got you, dude. Overhaul essentially his plan after he had basically taken over this criminal organization was it a part of the yakuza, and he 
Yeah, it was, it was Yakuza. It was the Yakuza overall. He had taken over this organization, and his whole plan was to— Well, they're, they're family in the Yakuza. Right, yeah, the yeah. Yakuza so, is a council of families. A council of fam, and he took over his family in the Yakuza. Yes. Cool. His entire plan, the 10,000 feet, is to kind of disrupt, as most villains in this world is trying to do, is disrupt the hero-villain dichotomy structure. And how he plans to do it is with a little girl named Aerie. Now, Aerie has a very rare mutant deviant kind of quirk. And it isn't just kind of healing. It isn't just, you know, reversal. It is truly hyperdrive turbo time reversal. Her kind of power word was discovered when, you know, it was mentioned that she had touched her father or her father had touched, like, her horn or something, and her father disappeared, literally reverting back to a time where he didn't exist. And her her power is almost reality-breaking, if it's basically reality-breaking. So Overhaul plans to use her by using his quirk, the ability to break down and rebuild anything organic or inorganic into things, outside of things. He can dismantle and rebuild anything. So he is using Ares' body by by dismantling it and trying to convert it and synthesize it into a drug that would erase quirks. Now, this is very fascinating in the way that I, I found it was very fascinating because his plan not only gives villains an incredible power to disrupt the system, but he also planned to sell the antidote to the hero side so that he's playing both sides gaining mad, mad cash by disrupting the system and selling the thing that would put it back together. In my opinion, the plan was probably the best thing on the villain side. The I plan is simple. The plan is simple. It's great. I, I liked it a lot. Um, and that's the one part that made me really... And kind of the sickening aspect of the, the logistics of tearing apart a little girl to her limit and then rebuilding her over and over and over and over and over again is... What is what attracted me when I read it in the manga of, you know, Overhaul can be a really sick villain in this world. However, he came out the other side a little lackluster. And I, Ethan, for the life of me, cannot put my finger on why. Why did Overhaul... Because on paper, Overhaul and his plan seemed it should have landed super well. What happened? Why, did, why do you think... Did, did it land for you in a way I was hoping, like, super impactfully? Or... You know, where do you stand on on his whole grand scheme? Um, I think his scheme was never his own. I think Interesting. Um I always thought I always thought it was though. Maybe let me finish my sentence and then you'll see what I I meant. wasn't trying to interrupt. I'm just making conversation. <laughs> conversation. Never interrupt me. You um, interrupt me like so, four times hey, hey, last hey, episode. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> weird! What a weird capture. Hey, guy. <laughs> okay. Hey, now, um, buddy. So, he basically had to tell Hisaki or whatever his name is, Tormura, okay. his plan at one point, which allowed Tomura to basically say, "Yes, I'll join you, and here's two guys to help you, whatever." Mm-hmm. But the entire plan for Tomura and the League of Villains was to obtain this quirk depleting shot dart yeah thing thing. and um so yes his plan was to do all this shit 
but the real plan by a legit group of badasses yes is to basically nip him off and take his stuff they're just gonna let him run as far ahead as he can with his plan and at the very final pivotal second nope mine and just snipe that yeah i mean they don't have they don't have airy they don't have a lab they don't have all that stuff already set up that's the real villain shit right let someone else do the hard work and then swoop gank it well that i just feel like you know as you saw them running through like obviously the league of villains is a much stronger group even with only four of them they just have crazier quirks Right. Yeah, and it, they they do work better. Their quirks work better for an organiz like villain organization team. You have plus fucking decay is ridiculous. That is that is dumb, right? And you'd think overhaul would have crushed it, right? Just he seems like decay, but more useful because he can kind of from a distance do decay essentially. Mm. He doesn't have to touch anything, right? He does have to touch them. He does have to touch Remember them. He's wearing That's right, gloves. gloves. Yeah, but I I thought at some point he kind of just like. He kind of just like, well, he's mid-air. He just like rebuilds him. Maybe it's because it's himself, right? He can rebuild he himself can do with that. other shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so something about, I was really hoping that there would be this grandstand moment. But even when you logically were looking at it on screen where Overhaul versus Mirio and Deku, it didn't, it never landed the same way as maybe like All for One and One for All did. I don't know if it ever could. I don't know. Right? I disagree. I think it landed hard because that there was one that one moment when it was Deku versus Overhaul, Deku 100 versus Overhaul that landed super fucking well. I don't me. know. I'd say Mirio getting his shit stolen and still fighting for that was pretty. For yeah. was crazy. Night Eye getting absolutely freaking eviscerated was pretty crazy at the time. Like I have no investment in Night Eye. The Night Eye. The Night Eye didn't land for me. Mirio landed. It didn't. I I wasn't I guess we were coming off of a season where we had probably one of the current generation's most iconic anime scenes period into this maybe there's an emotional height that was reached that even though this was a great it had great moments it never could get up there for me Mirio probably had more of an emotional impact for me than maybe any Deku or Night Eye or anything like that Honestly, because I love Mirio. He's best boy. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I don't even think that's supposed to be, like, the top of this season. Um, I yeah. I mean, in, in terms of, like, visual are, impact, no. We're effing crying over over freaking Ripple Boy, whatever his name is. Ripple Boy? Gentle Criminal. Oh, Gentle Criminal. Yeah, we'll get to him here in a hot second. But there is a moment later uh, where... The final big battle in the first half of season one with where you can tell they put all their animation money was pretty damn awesome, I yeah, would say. Dope. Where basically Deku's one-for-all powers that kind of eat his body away and destroy his body gets mixed with Aerie's power to rewind reality for whoever she touches. And she piggybacks on him and they make a perfect pair he can push his body to a continuous 100% as long as she's touching him. And the, mo- and the more she's out of control, the more he can push himself. So he just turns into Saitama One Punch Man God there for a second. And that was pretty fucking rad and animated like so mint, so crisp, so dozer. So, and then we get this second half. Ethan, what are your, th- <laughs> what are your thoughts on this second half of this season? 
Well, like, so I hated, um, I will say, I hated up until the, like, invasion of the Chisaki compound. I thought oh, it, was, yeah. it was pretty boring and stupid. Even the beginning of that was pretty bad. Um, I thought it was cool to get to see, like, Fat Gum and... Fat Gum and Red Riot. Red Riot. Randy Riot. So good. Get to do his stuff. I like seeing Red Riot's arc. It, that's That, for me, is cool. very endearing. Yeah, he... He just like wants to be a, a wall. Yeah, he just wants to be a tough dude. <laughs> so what a tough I dude. I want to be a man. A man. No, it's cool because uh, you got to see, like, he saw Ishido uh, stand up to this crazy villain at one point. But yeah. Just like, and she was like, I'm so scared. But, you know, I just kind of did it. And he was like, damn, I got to be more like that. Like, I got to be like a man. Are you a man. And then, um, let's see. Sun Eater was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like his powers and and when he apply his power is centered limitless as long as he can stomach it. Yeah, so like people were losing their shit over that too. They're like, oh, Sun Eater's the coolest shit. I'm just like, I thought it was like him. Lackluster. Him as a concept of a hero, I think, is one of the coolest. I think it's in the show cool, for me. but like they aren't utilizing him well. It just I struggle really bad with like the people that they put up against certain foes. Yeah. Like makes them seem weaker. I think that's I think that's part like, of them. Yes, he fought three by himself. But right, like I don't know when you when you call like students the big three at UA, you start thinking like like insane power levels, and then you think like okay, Todoroki could have fucked them all up by himself. That's a really good point because you they didn't even give them the chance to slap much before they started getting smacked around, right? And it made for some impactful moments with Muriel, but the other two didn't. They didn't get their time to shine to show us what made them the big three in a real situation before so, they just so got. Spiral did nothing. Neji, uh, whatever oh, her name is. The, the, the spiral wave. Yeah. Yeah. Hado. I think ne- her name's Nechi? I think Nejire. Nejire or something like that. Hado. But she, like, did nothing. She fought dudes outside. Who cares? <laughs> she really didn't and do anything Sun fun. And then Sun Eater gets clapped in his first battle. Yeah. And, like, I get it. He he got, he actually got uh, his quirk taken slightly or something uh, Temporarily. Like temporarily. Yeah. It was, it was an unfinished version of the drug. And then, uh, so like that was okay, and like him coming back from that. But like when he fought the three people, the guys' quirks were cool, and they used them together really, really well, and all that stuff. That's cool, right? But like when you when you call people big three at a school, and then you have people like Bakugo, you know, Midoriya to a lesser degree, and then you know Todoroki, who are just like gods essentially mm-hmm. in their first year, right? And these are third year big three. Like, you just expect them to be, like, insanely strong. I think the problem is, and let me know if you agree or disagree. Yeah, I'm thinking. The power floor and power ceiling are so compressed in this world. Um, Like, I almost feel like Mineta's not that much weaker than Endeavor. Is that crazy to I, say? <laughs> I, think, I think you're right to a degree because the power floor is infinite. There, we're only seeing... The people who even have the capacity yeah, to be point. a hero. So we're actually seeing the top crust of the entire population. Yeah. So you, if you feel that, it's probably because you're feeling because it's what it is. The cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. The and cream so, of the crop. And if you think of it as the cream of the crop, brother. And then there's so much actually. There are a lot of there's finite a lot of chaff underneath. There's, there's a lot of chaff underneath that wheat. So 
but I think you're right because we're looking at such a like a, a small sliver of the population who have the chops to be in this industry. You will find, and that's why I think it's interesting that the world at large have rescue heroes and reconnaissance heroes and investigative heroes because you have the top percent of a type of quirk essentially. So some of them are meant, and some of their power levels are going to be so weirdly consistent because yeah. And the new generation we saw in the second, um, the second part of season four, the kids are starting to have really really complex quirks and they explained it super well i love that explanation as the gene pool mixes we're gonna get weirder and weirder quirks less elemental less basic you're gonna get more like momos right it's more versatile so the power ceiling is not necessarily gonna grow it's more like a power tree it's gonna start to branch even further into weirdness so um I yeah like that i don't a lot. know i just maybe it's just like i'm feeling a little bit bored with the my hero world Interesting. I feel like if you're if it's not involved with you know the legend of like one for all essentially at this point. Yeah, like for me maybe, that's cool. Maybe everything other than that seems a little boring. Like I mean I don't think we could sustain a show where you know there's a you know we're watching a agency where they're doing you know detective work and they're not you know doing dealing with any of these crazy you know happenstance with these massive organizations. No League of Villains. No. Like I don't know. I think they've built it up to where Midoriya and these and these students that we care about are basically only fighting the big boys, right? And the big boys are constantly coming after them and all this stuff. And I feel like if if we're not constantly in the action, they they've painted themselves into a corner where it gets really boring. And you know what's really funny too? Think of all the times that Class One A up to this point were getting involved with the big boys. It all came back to All Might, right? Season 1, League of Villains attacked just to get at All Might. They brought Namu because of that exact reason. Season 2, Stain only wanted to be killed by All Might and real heroes, which all came back to All Might. And Season 3, you had basically in the first half, you had All for One and the League of Villains coming after and setting up stage to get All Might out in the open. Now we don't have him. And I think what you're saying is like, we're about to see this lull where we're having people either plot magnet to Deku, like gent like gentle criminal, or it doesn't happen and we see more of the menial hero work, a huge tonal shift for the show. What happens now? Yeah, I mean like it is supposed to be like that, right? Like right. when All Might vanishes, it's supposed to be seen as this big void that's gonna be filled somehow. Right. But it's not filled, right? Right. But it- I think what's going to happen is a little bit of a fallacy from the world they set up. To make it interesting, involve all the characters we know and love up to this point, Class 1A has to get involved where they don't inherently have the jurisdiction to get involved quite yet. Right, they need to be literally the front line and They need to be heroes. They need to be actual heroes before we're going to get anywhere with the void that's being filled in. I I honestly don't think... Nice catch. Um, It's kind of a big deal. (laughs) It's kind of a big deal. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I, I think we're in this weird, almost kind of a written into a situation where there's going to be a natural lull in overarching uh, progression of League of Villains. And give me a training arc. How's that? Give me a tournament arc. Like, Fill the time. It Do something. It sounds stupid as shit, but I agree. Like, yeah. Tra- if they're not doing training arcs or fighting people, it kind of feels really boring. But weren't you the one who said in the movie, 
like you like the first half because of showing that menial? Do you think it's only because it worked in a movie setting? Like that doesn't work for a long form show like this. You can't well, have long stretches of menial bullshit. No, because they were doing stuff. Like okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. In season four, there's this a bunch of scenes where Deku's like shell shocked from the shit that's going on in the internship, right? Yeah. And so they're in they're in the gym doing their training, and Bakugo and Todoroki are looking at him, and they're thinking to themselves, "Wow, the people in the internships are so much better now, right?" Yeah. They're like, it's just out, out like basically out of hand how much they've improved. And then you you kind of look at them, and they're not doing anything really all that interesting different. or different. Yeah. And so it's like their worldview may have changed slightly, but that's really it. But what I'm saying is the words and the magnitude of what's supposed to be happening is not meeting what I'm seeing on the screen. And so uh, interesting. Like okay. to me, it's just like I'm not seeing progression or I'm not seeing really anything going on. And so when we get we get this, you know, beginning of the movie where you get to see them actually be heroes. And actually yes. go take calls, do yeah. the things. Okay. And they were like running the agency by themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just got a lot of I felt like there was a lot of payoff to see them like be heroes. Like this is literally what they're here for. I think I think something that I would really like to see is more of that, but in front of an educational structural setting where basically you're gonna have hero call training. You guys are basically an agency. Pretend you're an agency. We're gonna give you a complex call. You guys make teams of two to four. I like this to go. You have to go. You're not actually going to oh, go do it. Oh, I like it. this, You're not going to go do it. Just like, <laughs> folks, what team I like would you this. make? What team would you make? Oh, shit. There's a building collapse. We can use Ciro and his tape to potentially, like, hold things up. And we can use anti-gravity. It's like, a, you know, make them think, like, not just the fighting type, but how do we go and respond to a situation with a squad that we have? Yeah, U.S. educational system. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with that. You hear that? Get kids on the horn at police stations. <laughs> You and you two, you know how to work a fire truck. <laughs> no, I just, think, I do agree. I think that was some of the cool stuff in season one was when they had to like pair up and go into the building and, you know, get that was really, yeah, whatever, that was really right? cool. Like just doing those cool things in the cities, giving them scenarios they had to play out, like in that big city environment where they all had to like steal balls or something. I can't remember, but it was all those different groups. Oh, they had to steal, or is it the the not get hit by the balls, or the one where they had to steal the rocket? They were like, no, 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 no. they had to shoot three balls into different. That was a provisional li- provisional license exam. Yeah, 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 that was sick. That was cool. Um, and yeah, you didn't necessarily have to get everybody or hit every target it but you had to just earn points in your own way um but yeah i would uh, i want so what we're trying to get back is it seems like i'm just craving that or i'm craving notoriety if, yes if, if if all of a sudden you know people are starting to notice midoriya and the three other big boys doing stuff yeah and they start to kind of get more um purchase to go out and do their own thing a little bit right like it's just Ooh, weird this this I, is a good cool. this is a good say we would have a small conversation about the gentle criminal arc that is kind of finishing up right now. Gentle and, <laughs> and something I'm pissed about that's super along the lines of what you just said about notoriety. But, well, after all of that shit happened with Overhaul, we have the second half of season four. And this season four, second half, is all about a criminal called Gentle Criminal and his little lowly sidekick, La Brava. La Brava? La Brava? La Brava. La Brava. So, Ethan, what in general is the vibe of gentle criminal what's his shtick what does he do 
I don't actually know what is. <laughs> I'll be I do. I teed it up for you to hit a homer, and you fouled me, my dude. Well, he's a, he's he's like strikes. So he's like got another attempt. He's got. He's like a YouTube criminal. Like he likes to film <laughs> himself doing menial robberies and shit, and kind of just escapes after. And Labrava is like his little lowly sidekick who loves slash super fan slash super fan that loves to film him and is basically in charge of his social media presence. Labrava, if you are uh like hired hiring, like we can use you if, if you're, you're hiring. Like, if you're not hiring, if you're if you're, uh, you're look, looking, un, to looking, be hired. looking to be hired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey man, well but she can work on her legit linguistic skills, maybe. She's good on the social media, she's good on the Facebooks. She's twelve. We didn't forget to mention that. She's 12, by the way. Or something like that. And I just blast y'all's ears with that 12 because I wanted to sink in, right? <laughs> she is. It should hurt a little it bit. It should hurt a little bit just the same way it hurt me when I figured it out in the most recent episode. I didn't realize. I thought she was just lolly. I thought she was just chibi. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Nope. She is a straight up <laughs> oh, motherfucking, motherfucking middle schooler that goes to this dude's house and basically says, I'm your biggest fan. And then professes not only her love for him, but he professes it back to her. Oh, I love you, Lebrevre. And um, so basically they have a plan. Their biggest scheme yet is to break into UA High during their spring festival. Just their festival. School festival. Yeah, let's just call it school festival. School festival. I don't know. And um, basically, Aerie, after this whole ordeal, is there to try to learn to smile again. Yes, as depressing as that sounds, because it is quite sad. Um, <laughs> and basically, uh, Mirio and Midori have taken it upon themselves to show her around school, show her that a festival's a play to have uh, fun times, and Gentle Criminal wants to fuck all that up. Yeah, so, so so basically, like, the idea is UA has said if anyone even attempts to break in or anything like that. The alarms are sounding. They're going to alarm sound, school festival completely off the books. Shut it down. Sort of like um, if, I don't know, if there's this weird disease going around called COVID-19, just, like, off the top of my head. What? And, like, maybe everyone was quarantined and told not to get into groups of over 10. Um, oh, It'd wow. be kind of like that. Ethan, you're drawing some terrifying parallels right now but uh yeah so basically everything has to go perfect everything has to go smoothly and class 1a is what is this what the fuck class 1a has to do a song and dance for the whole school because they couldn't decide on doing anything else can i tell you how un like uninvested i am in this stupid song and dance I, the one thing I did like is we found out that Bakugo can play the drums. I couldn't give two that's fucks. Pretty fu- that's pretty I fucking I literally rad. don't care. Um, and I did like, what's her face with the earphone? Jiro. The Jiro. I like that she, her her being like a punk chick actually came in handy. Her like, parents are literally famous musicians. Which I find it weird that she feels like, oh, my skill is not for hero work. That's what I'm saying. That's literally your entire power. Your parents this. do this. Um. So they make a song and dance. And then Midori is basically using his all for one as a glorified conveyor belt for shiny belly button man, which is so fucked. And uh, yeah, Aouda or whatever his name is. Um, Who? Uh, not uh, the belly button dude. Aoyama. Aoyama. That's it. 
And he's like, oh, shit, we frayed the rope. Spucku. I'm, Spucku. <laughs> I'm going to go buy more rope for to hang his ass on so he can shine all over the room. Here's my question. Why does he just grab him? <laughs> by, his, by his hair and just kind of like, or like yeah. Or like his belt. <laughs> belt. <laughs> he's got a cape. You should just grab him by the cape. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they even need this for. But uh, he goes out and he runs into Gentle Criminal on a whim. Like, yeah. Like out of nowhere. He just literally happened to be watching this guy's video like accidentally, right? The day prior. The day prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and he realized like there was this, like, this golden tip, uh, golden tip imperial tea. Uh, tea. Yeah. And I guess they had gotten it at Momo's house, like when during a study date or yeah. whatever. She rich a so she brought it over to the dorms, and she no, was... no, no. They went to her house for studying stuff in the first season. Oh no, no, but, but she, but she had it in this season. They, they had, they had whatever. Some, it's, it's so the, yeah, inconsequential. Right, right. It's ridiculous. I know, but I can't believe you're fighting me on this right now. <laughs> watch, then watch an anime. Remember the deets. I am the sweet, right. The sweet, sweet deets. I am right. Here. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm saying you are also wrong <laughs> at the same fucking time. But he puts two and two together. Deku runs in a gentle criminal after he gets his tea. He's basically like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, what seriously? What the fuck? And he's like, "Back off, kid. You don't want to fuck with me right now." And he's like, "Oh no, I very much want to fuck with you right now." <laughs> and they like they, as much as I could possibly want to fuck with you right now. And they're gonna fuck each other right now, right? Not fuck each other, but <laughs> they might. Fu- they might fuck each other right now. But the quirks, quirk lineup, gentle criminal, elasticity, which is actually kind of a rad power, like. It, I mean, I could see it useful in a lot of ways, and he showed a lot of cool ways to use it. Basically, can make so any, any inorganic. What material I was a elastic. little bit ticked about, okay, was his quirk is like identical to the air shield thing that Nines uses in the movie, just a lot less springy, or a lot more springy. It's more springy, but right. it's the same thing. Right. I wonder if he if it was swijacked later. I mean, definitely not, right? But, like, it's just weird. Uh, I mean, like, I couldn't they think of two separate quirks? I guess, but you gotta remember that. What if they did tie it in? Like, what if he later, after he confessed, and then you're like, I'm gonna reform my life, and then what? Just gets this, and like, oh, we're gonna work in the movie, go see it, haha. Wait, <laughs> way after the fact? Well, it was after, because the movie was set after they got the provisionary license, right? The movie is not canon. Oh, and now he's come full circle and accepted it. I don't want it to be. I'm saying it's garbage. <laughs> and, okay. Labrava, La though, is not without power, Ethan. What is Labrava's quirk? She's a master hacker. Man. That's not her quirk. <laughs> her quirk. But she is. She is. She's a master hacker. I'm not saying. I'm not denying. It. She. Uh, she slings code like the best of them at 12. Actually, why didn't she just? Leave? We don't actually know how old she is. To be fair, they showed her in high school. They showed her leave and get depressed. They did not show like a time lapse. But I will give it to you that it was like almost instantly. Yeah, it, so, it felt at most. Several several months. What I think is she's probably a second year in high school, and she's falling in love with this gray haired old man, <laughs> Gentle Boy, and Gentle Boy likes Labrava. Oh, he really likes Labrava. It doesn't matter how you spin it, like it's still cre- it's still creepy even by like lolly standards, dude. What but, does Labrava mean? Do you know? 
La Brava. I don't know. Do you know? It's like the love. The love. Yeah. So her quirk actually is called love. If she professes her love for somebody once a day, she can basically give her kind of an all for or a one for all style power up where they're just all their physical attributes are augmented. The deeper the love, the more power she can give up to tens of times, which means he was already a weak bitch. If then he was going toe to toe with 20%, right? Well, tens of times. 20% is ridiculous. It's true. Um, but it only it only works for a short amount of time, and it only works once a day. So they wow, would use, they would we use are that, such assholes. Okay, they use it to escape. What's what is what does it mean? Oh wait, how old is she? Yeah, how old is she? <laughs> so I looked up La Brava. The first search was La Brava age. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so about name La Brava age twenty one. No way. Birthday. Fucking guess. February 14th. You are a genius. Call oh, there it is. Day. <laughs> she, she's so... Okay. She's then three foot six. Let's flip the... Fucking what? Yeah. Let's flip the script. She's a cutie. She's an adorable little... She's an adorable little twerp of a, of a drinking age woman. I personally okay. don't like her at all. Um, She still acts like a kid, which is which is meh. And I think and that's... And extremely concerning. Yeah. Um, Thank wait. you very much. And how old is uh, Gentle Criminal? All right. Continue talking shit for a second. Okay. So um, they have actually a battle. Uh, Deku and Gentle Criminal is actually not that bad. But then in a last-ditch effort when Deku had him on the ground and that dog hero Bloodhound whatever the, or Hound, whatever his name is, was coming with other teachers from UA, Deku's about to get all that credit for stopping this and having the festival. The whole festival would have been because of Deku's heroic acts and boom, breaks the rules of the love quirk, uses it more than once a day, flings him off, they walk up, he turns himself in. And that is super unfortunate because the camera just ran out. Um, this is what we get for for going over. There's too much meat in this season to bitch about. But even what you're talking about before, Deku is denied notoriety once again. Yeah, that was pretty horrible. So, boom, denied. And that's where we're caught up to. So that's spoilers up to episode maybe 22. It is 22, yes. Okay. Uh, so I can't really figure out what the La Brava means. I think it just means the brave. Okay. Perhaps. Fair. Um, let me figure out the dude's age. But what I wanted to talk about in terms of our boy Midoriya. Okay. Is yes, I love the air cannon pistol hand thing that he's working Fucking on. Rad. I definitely like that. Okay. That's useful. don't get me wrong, creators. I like it. What I'm a little peeved about is I know for a fact he's got multiple other quirks within his one for all. Yeah, that's been well. Why established is nothing on else bleeding over? Why am I not seeing any bleed out of, of like other powers, even on accident, in because these like life threatening situations? I think it's because as he unlocks more and more of the percentages, the output of one for all, it leaks out after a certain amount. Um, for those of you who haven't read the manga or anything like that, we're not trying to spoil we'll we'll spoil as much as we can with the anime, but you know, it is known that the previous one for all Owners had quirks, and stockpiling power does not necessarily mean just physical strength. It is all of a person's being. So naturally, you know there's going to be quirks that he might have access to. The big question is, why didn't All Might 
have question have have those uh, quirks accessible. So why didn't they leak out? I don't think he was. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe even though okay, he's going hundred percent criminal is thirty two. I'm just trying okay. to like okay, tie up is, all the bows. This isn't this isn't that he weird looks of like a relationship. He looks like he's fifty. She looks like she was twelve. Okay, let's just let's just milk it at that. Um, <laughs> it just milked it all for all it's worth. Uh, but in all honesty, why didn't they come out in any of these situations? Plot. I my, mean, my other question would be why is there no conversation between him and All Might saying, hey, dude, there's these other powers you could probably use. That one, All Might actually said he is drip-feeding him information when it's pertinent. I think it's important so he doesn't overexert himself. He didn't fill him in on the stuff that allowed him to f- handle these air pistols with his fingers until he had a prerequisite ability to hit 15 more, 15, 15 or more without hurting himself. And he hit 20. He didn't. Re- he's like, oh shit, you can hit twenty. I'm gonna let you know how I do my shit. You know when I actually operate at a hundred. Some long range type moves. Right. So. Yeah, like I get that. I guess I I'm a little annoyed at the slowness with which Midoriya is really like he's building his body. It's like taking forever, right? Like I don't know if it's just me, but he's I- still in his first year, and he went from nothing to twenty percent. Well, I think it's just a fact that this first year seems like it's lasted forever because it's four seasons. Right. You know, like I, I feel like the instead of a compressed time, it feels like it's been expanded over like 200 years. Well, naturally. It's, I mean, naturally, that's my dear boy. Yeah, naturally. That's how <laughs> it's going to be. Um, and the, the problem with writing anime around centered around schooling is because there is going to be a natural end to any kind of school based stuff because, you know, graduation feels like. They'll leave, but, you know, if they milked all of, you know, year one from this, then we're in for some, uh, we're in for some great show in the future. But where it stands now, the state of my hero is a little bit of a mixed bag for me. I can see greatness in the future. They've set up a lot of good stuff for me. I would say definitely a down year, but still promising. Yes. They, they have a lot of pieces in place to do some really interesting stuff, um, I would yeah I would say a down season. Uh, the movie I liked it better than Two Heroes actually, um, but uh, yeah that's really my final thoughts. I think uh, season four as a whole, um, I think it gets a man something didn't hit for me man on this one. I, I almost want to give it a little under an eighty. I was gonna say seventy eight. Yeah, I I'm, we're we're sinking on that one. I was gonna say a little under eighty. Um. Maybe yeah, it's just oh, the and the bulk of that came with like the one fight in the overhaul section. It's just little moments of brilliance in a sea of what felt like we can do better because it's my hero. We know they can do better. Yeah, so. plus I mean like I know that we're supposed to we're supposed to care mostly about Midoriya, right? But yeah. I don't think that that is true. When you started off season one, and you honestly try to care about all the guys, right? Or at least. At least, like, half of them. Yeah, right. And the real, the only real development we got from any of them has been in the movie so far, which doesn't exist. That's a good point. So, like, I feel like Bakugo, Todoroki, all these people have gotten no real boost and no real screen time. Like, it's been side characters, as in, like, um, Yoravity got a little bit, um, Red Riot 
and like some of those guys involved in the internships. Yeah. But like we got really no no uh no time on board with our with our main main dudes over there. You That's know, a good point. I think Ida's cool. I think he's a cool guy. I think Tokiyami is really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if we start to see Saro <laughs> do the shit he did in the movie, we might we start might actually he see might be the top hero. New boy. That would, it would be fucking awesome to see him actually bust out some sweet new moves. But uh, yeah, uh, as as for the future, it's it's looking as bright as it can with such a down year. But One last bone to pick. Pick it, dude. Pick it. So after the Hisaki or Hasakai issue where they go in and they fight overhaul, like basically all hell breaks loose. Um, Mirio loses his power. Um, Night Eye gets mortally wounded and Eri goes completely bonkers nuts. Yeah. Needs to be stopped by Aizawa. Yeah. They go to the hospital. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and. They are basically summoned to go talk to Night Eye, and he says like yeah. a bunch of shit to both Mirio and to Midoriya, basically saying like, "I know you'll be the best hero that's ever lived." And he like fake uses his power, I think, to show Mirio like, "Hey, you're gonna get better. Don't worry about it." Right. And, and he still basically, I don't want to say cucks midoriya but he kind of cucks kind of right in front of his face right to his freaking <laughs> right gourd. His freaking face and then um he dies and so <laughs> yeah i don't know why I'm, i feel bad for laughing but yeah they have this character airy which we have established can reverse bodies back to previous states yeah there is nothing here that wouldn't say she could just go in there revert his body to not being you know filled with holes (laughs) but how do you have an emotional scene of sacrifice without him dying right but it has almost nothing to do with midori it's all mirio and then they also don't give mirio any real like at least as it sits in episode 22 He's basically been non-existent, except Neutered, for a chaperone. Essentially, yeah, and I think that's. I think they're gonna get to that. Yeah, it's just a little bit of a detriment. I think they, if they they're gonna get to that. I think. Well, they got two episodes. Well, so. no, I mean, at some point in this story, Mirio is gonna get his powers back for sure. Yeah, like, they have to give it back to him, man. I don't know. I'm just saying they have Aizawa standing there who can literally shut her off if she goes berserk, and they have her there to reverse things. Give Mirio's powers back now. And revert the hole in Night Eye's stomach. <laughs> What's so difficult about this? They don't want to trouble her. That's my last bone to pick. That's that's a, and that's a fair bone. It's a fair bone to pick. I just think that they, she's such an like a such a variable. Right, one last bone to pick. Where's oh Momo? Where, where's more Momo, please? <laughs> Thank you. I need more Momo. We all do a little more Momo. Yeah, Yarozu. And her uh, liquid lipids, essentially. <laughs> so um. I think that's I think that's it. I think we're out of bones to pick. Hey Sam from last episode, if you wanted a if you wanted a longer episode, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're here to answer answer your calls. But uh, 
yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, YouTube gang. Um, you aren't watching us right now because we just we're waving. We're waving. Um, but you've probably been seeing graphics for the last twenty minutes because I've been in quarantine, doing nothing but animating this shit and watching anime. And when I, yeah, you know, should be working, but I'll do some work too. Um, if you want to listen with just your ears and not your eyes. If you can listen to their eyes, you know, call us up. We'll get an interview with you. But uh, if you want to listen, in. <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen with just your ears, go ahead and check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Castbox, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. If you want a little bit of Instagram love, and go to at Webology Podcast. We got memes on memes on news and the occasional updates about what we are doing. Um, and knowing that we're going to be maybe in quarantine soon. You say you're not going to, but I think you're going to at some point. It's going to be in quarantine. So uh, you can uh, maybe maybe we'll live, live stream us watching anime. Who knows? Hey, if they want to shut my business off, I'm totally down. Hell yeah, dude. Um, papa? Papa? Yeah. Help. Give the boy some anime. Give the boy some anime time to binge and catch up. Um, if you want to, just drop us a straight email. Old school. We biology podcast at green. At, I almost said green. <laughs> I almost said the city we're in. And we biology podcast at gmail.com. You can write about how bad our linguistics are and how good my points have been this episode, by the way. Um, I think. And tell it, him how much of a complete, you know. What? How, what, Ethan? What? How infrequent that is that he has good points. I, mean, I think he needs to know. But no, because I. I uh, Guys, I, I know you're on my points. side here. No, they've they've. They I know. know you're on my side, and he's just like they don't want to feed the God King any more ego juice. <laughs> That's probably actually wise. <laughs> that is probably he's at, wise. He's at max godliness. I don't know if he could handle any more of a God overload, overlord overload at this point. So, <laughs> um, I think that's honestly it. I am Ricky, and I'm Ethan, and this has been Webology. You got learnt, learnt deuces. <laughs> they can't see this right now. I keep waving. <laughs> Stay safe. Wash your hands.